2022, the world is being introduced to a new movie by Jordan Peele. Alien abductions and miracles are said to happen often, but are they true? These are the possible stories behind Jordan Peele's movie, Nope. When numerous residents of Berkshire County, Massachusetts individually reported having seen a UFO on September 1st, 1969, authorities were at a loss for an explanation. This wasn't a lone sighting induced by sleep deprivation that could be easily dismissed. It truly appeared as though something crazy had happened. On the evening in question, residents spotted lights above Sheffield in the southern Berkshires. Many of the witnesses said that the lights were fitted to an unidentified dish-shaped craft that was maneuvering in weird ways. Some witnesses claimed that they lost track of time as they gazed with a stunned fascination at the object. Thomas Reed was nine years old at the time. In a car with his mother, brother, and grandmother that night, the family noticed a group of glowing orbs dash out of the roadside trees. Reed claims that something astounding happened when heading home his family approached Sheffield Bridge. It came to a stop off the right side of the road, he recalled of the glowing orbs. Everything got really calm. It was like being in the middle of a hurricane. There was like a barometric change in pressure. It was just like a dead silence. Then there was an eruption of crickets and frogs and it got really loud all at once and that was it. Then the family suddenly found itself back in the car but they had lost two hours of memory. But even stranger, Reed's mother and grandmother had somehow switched their seats. Despite any tangible evidence of the Berkshire's UFO incident, Reed has remained steadfast in his account. He said over time, the family regained some memory of the incident, including having been in a hangar-like facility with other people. We encountered something, Reed said. It was definitely not of this world. This hangar thing was huge. It was like two football fields. This hallway that we had seen was circular with a wide configuration almost to control the flow of traffic. It's important to remember that Reed was one of dozens of people who reported witnessing a UFO in the Sheffield area that night. Some were adults who called into the local radio station to report the sighting. Others were children who began drawing the UFOs in class. There must have been 20 or 30 sketches that were drawn by children in our fourth grade class from what they saw, said Reed. They hung underneath in the class doorboard in Sheffield Center School. A lot of those drawings hang in Roswell Museum today. People don't realize the significance of this. And so, it wasn't just us. On October 21st, 1978, Australian pilot Frederick Valentik disappeared into thin air. It was during a 125 nautical mile training flight aboard his Cessna over the base strait between Tasmania and the Australian mainland that the incident occurred. It is important to note that the 20 year old who was an enthusiast of alien stories and UFOlogy was a fairly experienced pilot. At 7.06 p.m. at 4,500 feet after departing to reach King Island, Valentik reported that an unidentified craft was following him. Melbourne Flight Service insisted that there was no traffic near him, 
but the pilot was adamant a large vessel was on his tail. He explained that it had four bright lights and suddenly passed a thousand feet above him in remarkable speed. For five straight minutes, Valentique described its movement and shiny metallic exterior. Suddenly, Valentique experienced engine trouble. Melbourne Flight Service asked him once again what the circle looked like. It is hovering and it's not an aircraft, were his final words. The last sound radio officials heard was a metallic scraping sound. Authorities presumed that he crashed, but a later search of the area yielded nothing. Not even the Australian Department of Transportation could find answers. In 2014, however, new claims came to light. A UFO action group in Victoria alleged that an unidentified farmer observed a UFO nearly 90 feet in length, hovering above his farm on the morning following Valentique's disappearance. More importantly, the farmer claimed that the pilot's plane was stuck to the UFO, leaking oil. While the farmer said that he scratched the airplane's registration number on his tractor, he never came forward, claiming that the ridicule he'd received from his peers after telling them discouraged him. Unfortunately, the Victorian UFO group never managed to identify the man. For the UFO Action Group lead investigator George Simpson, he was definitely frustrated. It's easy for some to dismiss, but there's a corroborating story confirming there was a UFO near Adelaide at the time, he said. This was an experienced pilot who should have been able to identify another aircraft, but was clearly unable to. Ultimately, only a few possibilities regarding the disappearance of Frederick exist. That he crashed and his remains were never recovered. That he purposefully disappeared. Or, of course, that he was abducted by entities we don't yet understand. It was October 11th, 1973, when Calvin Parker and Charles Hickson, they went fishing in Mississippi. At first, when Parker saw the blue lights reflected in the water, he thought the police came to tell them to leave. A big light came out of the clouds, Parker recalled. It was a blinding light. It was hard to tell with the light so bright, but it looked like it was shaped like a football. I would say just estimating, it was about 80 feet. It made very little sound. It was just a hissing noise. Parker then claimed that three legless creatures floated out of the vessel toward him. He described all three as having mitten-shaped claws, while one was necklace and gray. The other appeared to be more feminine. When one of them tried to wrap its hands around Parker's neck, his natural response of fear oddly subsided. I think they injected us with something to calm us. I was kinda numb and I went along with the program. Parker alleged that he and Hickson were taken aboard an alien vessel and experimented on. Afterward, the two terrified fishermen found themselves back on the riverbank as though nothing had happened. They drove to the Jackson County Sheriff's Office and told Captain Glenn Ryder and Sheriff Fred Diamond the entire story. When I got in there, they had me. It was kind of weird, Hickson told the police. There were no seats, no chain. They just moved me around. I couldn't resist them. I just floated and felt no sensation, no pain. They kept me in that position a little while. Then they'd raise me back up. Hickson claimed that a machine resembling a giant eye looked over his entire body. He said he was surrounded by inhumane, five-foot-tall-looking people. Captain Ryder didn't believe the two men. He stepped out of the interrogation room, 
but left a secret recording device running in hopes of obtaining the proof that their alien stories were fabricated. But what he later heard on his recording made him think twice. Jesus Christ, God have mercy. I thought I'd been through enough of hell on this earth and now I've got to go through something like this, said Hickson to Parker. But they could have, you know. I guess they, well, they could have harmed us. They could have done anything to us. I just want to cry right now, added Parker. What's so damn bad about it is nobody's going to believe us. With no physical evidence of their abduction, the alien story remains a mystery. Parker stayed quiet about the event for decades, but after Hickson's death in 2011, he wrote a 2018 book on the matter. Its publication prompted others to come forward, claiming that they too had seen the UFO that night. It makes me feel pretty good I'm not the only one who saw something, he said. Most of the people are credible people. These were the true stories possibly behind Jordan Peele's movie, Nope. Thank you.